During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, they're the family. Paramount Pictures presents... Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Planes, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to the I Will See You in Hell podcast. Uh, my name is Ollie. I'm here with my buddy Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. So today is the 23rd of November, and uh-huh. it uh, turns out that uh looks like uh, President-elect Biden will become yeah. President, President Biden. Yeah, we finally no have... Uh, like a pseudo concession, which is not really a concession from Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of certifications going on. But so, any of you listening now who uh, listen, if if you're if you if you love Trump and you listen to the show, um, well, sorry, geez, that's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's awesome. But yeah, it would be right. crazy. Uh, but that's cool. Um, but you know, it's he's it's he's finally given up. And uh, or what's we're, we're, ish. We're, well, ish, ish, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're hoping he fully gives up at some point, but uh, so you know, people listening 47 years from now, assuming we're not dead, yeah. we have a pandemic and we've we're, we're looking like that might come out the other side too in a few, few, right. few months with some better vaccines. So, hey. Man, this is we captured it all in this sort of audio time capsule, Ollie. Well, I, you know, and I hope, I hope we, you know, if that many years in the future, I hope we've we've evolved. I hope we've solved some of the big crises of the world, including, um, you know, uh, climate change and others. And you know, I look, I, I got into, I get into, you know, me, Nathan. I love politics. I love debate. I love discussing issues with people. I despise Donald Trump, but I do not hate his voters. I don't, I think that's a, a toxic way to be as much as I, I think many of them are lost or many of them are misinformed. I don't hate his voters. Uh, right. I, no. I mean, I'm related to one, so I can't. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I know plenty. And, yeah, uh, you know, exactly. I so, grew up with I mean, most of them and I know, so it's, it's all good, but I mean, like, yeah, it does feel a little bit of a relief to, not have to wake up in the morning and go like, oh, what the fuck, what? You know, yeah. again, if as long as nothing crazy happens between now and, you know, sure. it, it is nice to not wake up and go, God damn it, what is, what the fuck is, what did he do? To, what did he do now? Like, what, right. what do we have what, to look forward to? What's the terror that's going what, to go through today? What's the uh, insanity of the day? I agree with you. Like, I was uh, seeing this morning the 
president-elect Biden team was posting some of the new cabinet positions. And I was like, these are boring and I love it. <laughs> like people, that actually, boring politics. people that actually uh, know what they're doing. They're just right. really boring about it. But, uh, or, they, or they don't have the last name of Trump, you know, like. <laughs> which, is always, which is always nice. Yeah, it's qualification yeah. for anything. So anyways, planes, trains, and automobiles, bro. Yes, we're covering we're covering the 1987 classic uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which is arguably the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time. We can debate that, but that's what I believe. This movie was directed by. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, okay. stop, stop. Stopping. What other Thanksgiving movies are there off the top of your head? See, well, I there's... I was because like it's Home Alone's Christmas, right? Yeah, there's Home for the Holidays. Which I've never, was I've never seen that movie. I've never seen that movie. Uh, I mean, if I bet we typed in, hold on, famous Thanksgiving, movies. famous Thanksgiving movies. Oh, so it's like the it's like the fourth most searched one. Uh, oh, yeah, hardly at all. Hardly. Movie. There's not. There's not very many actually. Well, Scent of a Woman looks like a good one. Uh, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah. Ooh, ah. Uh, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Grumpy old men, but oh, uh, grumpy old man! I saw in the fucking theater back in the day. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I had. Yeah, never heard of that. I was a restaurant. Blindside's a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, I don't get that either. Maybe yeah. it came out on Thanksgiving or something. Possible. Yeah, they, you know that's this is a, that's pretty. You know, so it's kind of crazy now that we're looking at the. I'm looking at 21 best Thanksgiving movies on Rotten mm-hmm. Tomatoes. That there isn't that many Thanksgiving movies. So. By the way, the, yeah. you're you're correct. This is the best Thanksgiving movie of all time. There's like 22 of them, so yeah. you're fucking you're fucking correct. It is yeah. good, but uh, yeah, that's crazy that there's not hardly any there's hardly any Thanksgiving movies. Well, that's clear. I mean, clearly there's a, a there's a market like, for this yeah. now. There's a yeah. There's a hey everyone, make but a fucking Thanksgiving is, movie. Is that, like this movie, in my I mean, this is a tradition every year that I watch this with my mom. This movie oh. is amazing. She loves this movie. Uh, it stars, okay, so it's directed by John Hughes. It stars Steve Martin and John Candy. And the basic plot of this film, for those who have not seen it, is a, a man must struggle to travel home for Thanksgiving with a lovable oaf of a shower curtain ring salesman as his only companion. <laughs> um, let's say a little something, though, about this movie. So this is 1987, so it's the tail end of the 80s. It's directed by John Hughes, as I mentioned. And John Hughes, in my opinion, is the sort of, the deacon or the top guy of 80s films. If you think okay, about... I'm looking at his stuff right now. Yeah. So <laughs> he started with National Lampoon's Class Reunion. That's hilarious. Yeah. National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. 16 Candles. Uh-huh. The Breakfast Club. He was, he was an actor in that one, though. Uh, no. European, oh, no, he's in there. Yeah. John he was in, the director. director. Oh, he was, he was also an actor in there. Yeah, he okay. was Brian's, Brian's dad, uncredited. Uh, let's see here. He was a director. So he's only director of 16 Candles. He was the writer, though, of National Foods Vacation. Yeah. Director of Breakfast Club. Weird Science he was a director yes. of. And the writer. Yeah. yeah. Man, Pretty in Pink, he was the writer and he's like a producer. Ferris Bueller's Day. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man, uh, Uncle Buck. Oh, is, I love that movie. He is the 80s Christmas movie. Christmas Vacation. I mean, Home Alone? Right. What the? Really? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> This guy is a fucking, fucking man. king. Yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Here we go. John Hughes. Yeah. yeah, he's a man. Fucking a. So what did yeah. you what did you think of this, Nathan? I mean, you watched it recently. Obviously, <clears throat> did it did it put you in the holiday spirit? <clears throat> 
yeah, you know, I think this is one of the ones actually I think I saw during the holidays back in the day. We had a thing where my family would go out every Christmas Eve. We'd drive, <laughs> Ollie, when you're from the country, you call it, we're going out town. Uh-huh. We're going out town. And we're going right. to go watch, watch a movie. So we'd drive for an hour and 15 minutes to the closest movie theater. <laughs> and right. we'd watch a movie Christmas Eve. <clears throat> and this was, I think, one of them we watched I feel like it must have been around, it came out probably around Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I definitely right. see it saw it in theater as a kid. I thought it was great back then, but um, and I, I thought it was I thought it was good again. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will I will I have stuff to say about uh, about uh, some of the characters, but uh, I, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought it was. Um, what do you have to say about some of the characters? Well, I <laughs> just. Well, Dell in particular, all these dogs going nuts. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh, God, I thought that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what was wrong with Dell? He was great, great as a character. Mm-hmm. But I found my, and I was going to talk about this a little later, but I found myself. <clears throat> so when Steve, so Dell, if you guys haven't seen this movie or you don't remember, he is mm-hmm. played by John Candy, right? Yes, John Candy. Yeah, and the late, the great late John the Candy. Late John Candy, R.I.P. And, and he he's a a a shower ring salesman, and right. he's a tra- traveling salesman, and he's mm-hmm. a super nice guy, Very. but he's always somehow either getting in Steve Martin's way, his character's way, or yeah. fucking his shit up, or he's uh, annoying him, yeah. in some way during the movie, uh, pretty much the whole movie. Like there's very few instances where he doesn't annoy him or yeah. just be a, like to feel like a burden to him, and yeah. you know it sets it up so that you think what's Steve Martin's character's name? Do you remember? Um, I don't. Me. So bad. Uh, like like it's a funny thing about actor names, like our character names, is that like good movies are not going to repeat them over and over again. I so know. You don't, you don't think of them. You just go like Steve Martin's <laughs> character. Uh, I know. And there's Neil people Page. out there yelling, Neil. And Dell. So Neil yeah. is constantly annoyed by him. And at one point, <laughs> after, and I, we can talk about this, we'll talk about this scene later, the bed scene. But mm-hmm. at one point, they're stuck in a hotel room. He's annoying the fuck out of Steve Martin. Yes. Annoying the fuck out of him. And 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 Neil, his character, goes nuts and just starts yelling at him, and like right. basically saying everything that's wrong with him, just laying right. it out. Yes. And and the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm going, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the, everything he's saying is true. Yeah. Everything's right. happened. Dell is a fucking annoying motherfucker. He is annoying yeah. as hell. And yeah. listen, he. <laughs> He needed to get yelled at, bro. There's a breaking point. Everyone's got one. And he just, I mean, come on. And they did it on purpose, right? Like, obviously, they made him so annoying that that his deal would break. And so it's kind of a weird juxtaposition because you want, because obviously you're supposed to love this Dell guy and think of him as a gentle giant. And he's like, you know, the nice guy of the whole thing. But he's fucking annoying, man. He's the yeah. fucking worst. He's the right. fucking worst, bro. So that, that whole speech was one of my favorite bits. I mean, Steve Barton just goes off. He goes, "Here's an idea about your anecdotes. Have a point. It's so better for the listener." It's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you to have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. Except I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back. You would. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. 
it makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> fucked up. And we all know people. Sometimes I'm that person where they'll tell a story and you're like, what was the fucking point of that, bro? <laughs> like, what was the point where it wasn't funny or... But they thought it was, and it's not going to stop from ever telling another one. So, man, that yeah, his character, both characters were great. But it was just such a weird thing where you're like, you know, Neil is the asshole. Yeah. But I fucking found myself agreeing with him 95% of the time. Because right. everything was annoying. So, everything yeah. was annoying. Everything was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I Videl was perfectly cast. John Candy was perfect for that role. He nailed it. And he was like, just, yeah, the lovable oaf, but also like that, that talkative travel companion that's not really a companion. You know, the one like when you're at, you know, at the airport and you're sitting yeah, down and reading your Anywhere. magazine. And someone like strikes up conversation. I mean, I'm very, I'm very conversational. I'm friendly. I like to talk to people. But there is a point where it kind of goes like, okay, I, we're small talk is uh, exhausted. We could perhaps stop. It has gotten small talk has gotten smaller. Yeah, too small. right. Fucking through and, with it. Yeah, but he was perfect. Like I love the whole bit on the plane with like the the socks and like <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ, the dogs are barking. I fuck. <laughs> I mean, the sad part is again. I'm, 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 I'm shaking my head because I'm like, you know, nobody's like ever. There are a lot of people like that, dude. Yeah. So this is why I walk around annoyed ninety five percent of the time out in public. I mean, I, right. and this is so. I'm, yeah, I'm getting more and more like Neil has seems to be at least in this right. situation with this guy is. You know, the older I get, the more people piss me off, and the more just they annoy the shit out of me. When I was a kid, my mom one time like really kind of mess with my head one time she was like i don't know i don't know how old she was but i was probably like nine or ten and she was complaining about people yeah you know and i was like okay and she's like you know what i she basically said she hates people and i was like well, what do you mean by that and she's like i like i like animals better than i like people if i can just be around animals all the time and i was like you're weird <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> like how why would you even say that out of your mouth you like animals better than you like actual people and yes. bro i think i like animals better, like fucking people yeah. i'm just sorry man I, I mean think of your dog and how all much joy your dog brings you versus how fucking annoying the average person is like yeah, oh true. my god i mean I, well, I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't necessarily relate to Neil Page's character as perhaps as much as you did. I, <laughs> I did, Oh, my God. He was a little on the snobby side. Like, he, I mean, yes, I get it. He's, like, upper crust at advertising. Exactly well, I wouldn't have been the first class guy. I wouldn't have done right. that. But anyway. Yeah, but I, you know, he seemed to be above everything. And Neil, you know, there are feet, there are. There are characteristics of Dell that were much more enthusiastic and joyful. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, all of it. Yeah, he was happy to meet Neil and happy to hear about Neil. Good to meet you, Neil Page. My name is Dell. What do you do for a living? I'm a shower curtain ring salesman. Yeah. And he was good, too. See, here's the thing. It's like, uh, okay, so, I mean, I'm going to mess myself up and forget this point if I go to something else. So I'm going to stick with it. Uh, yeah. He is such a good fucking salesman and a nice yeah. guy. The whole time, because I knew, you know, spoiler alert, He's like homeless, everybody. Yeah, you haven't seen this right. movie. <laughs> and his wife died like eight years ago. And right. he still like loves her and he's broken up about it. So, but the thing is, it's like, he is such a good salesman and a nice guy. All I could think of was like, how is he didn't have a, how does he not have a job? 
Right. Like I think he could talk himself into a job pretty easy. And at yeah. the end of the movie, it's great because, you know, Neil's got a hold of him now and brought him to his house and everything. I'm thinking it will be. That's awesome. How I'm thinking this, even though they're not real people. I'm like, right. If after this movie's over, <laughs> Neil's going to be able to totally get this guy a sales job. <laughs> I just kept thinking that like, no problem. He's going to no yeah. problem get this guy a job after this is over. So okay. because, you know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's a great. He's a good character. You know, he's uh, yeah, his, his character is a great salesman. I did love when in the first part of the movie, two things. <clears throat> now, this is a woke, a woke sighting. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll bring something that may or may not, you know, may or may not pass muster now. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe it will. But there's like, there's a couple things, two things. Uh, one, in the first part, uh, I think he's at, he's doing something and he, he says, tells the kid, he goes, no, I'm going to give you Indian burns. Right. Remember that? Remember when Indian yeah. Burn was? When he grabs someone's arm? Right. Yeah, and he gives yeah, you yeah. noogies or whatever. Right. Is, Indian, is Indian Burns, can we say that anymore, Ollie, do you think? No, or? probably no, not. You can't say no, that, okay. Then technically, we can't say... We can't can, say, you say can you say Indian, Indian style? Can you we say Indian style anymore? No, and you can't oh, say okay. the... You know, it's now the Washington football team. And look, look, these are not, these are not small issues that these organizations have faced when it comes to these naming. I, I think the Washington football team particularly was a real, like a relatively true racist name. That's absolutely right. But I do think that like, there are some borderline ones. Uh, I, I don't know. I think you could probably still get away with Indian burns, but I don't know. Yeah, okay. I did I, love that. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to try it in front of anyone. I'm not going to try it, but I, you know, uh, so I did like the, uh, <laughs> when he first, um, so <clears throat> the idea of this movie, everyone, if you haven't seen it, is that there is is Neil is trying to yeah. get home to Chicago, yeah. and he's told his wife he's going to be home by a certain time, and yeah. you know he's traveling for work, and she's all he's excited. Got a direct and, flight from New York. Oh. It's leaving at six. Going to be at like six thirty. Yeah, you know because of the time change or whatever. Watching, he's like listening to some dipshit who was supposed to be like reviewing an ad campaign, not actually talk about <laughs> Just it. Just laying back and looking yeah. out of his chair. <laughs> uh, so, so he ends up missing his flight, and no, uh, no. Oh, what? Oh no, the his the Chicago got canceled. No, the flight. What? Do you watch this movie? So yeah, I watch the, it. He gets to the airport. There's a whole. First of all, there's a whole scene. Like, by the way, this is another movie that hits the six degrees of Kevin Bacon because Kevin right. Bacon's in this Random movie for Kevin about Bacon, twenty right. seconds. Yeah. So he gets to the airport. He um he the flight's delayed. That's when he meets Dell and he's sitting at the seats and Dell offers him a hot dog, a beer, a tea, or a coffee or whatever. Because right, he took his cab. And do you remember? Do you remember the book that Dell was reading? Because it was yes, it was called hilarious. the Canadian Mounted. The Canadian it like Mounted. Book. Yeah. It was a sex book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to tell you about. That's what I was going to talk yeah. about. Yeah, the Canadian so, fucking Mounted. I thought that was great. So the plane. But then what? The, okay. It takes off, but then it doesn't land in Chicago. Oh right, 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 right. right, right. In, uh, not Milwaukee, but it's like no. It was yeah, it was like south somewhere. Yeah, it was like somewhere. Offline yeah. of it, of uh, what's Wichita. Wichita. Wichita, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And then the idea is they get on trains and planes and automobiles to go all the rest of the way home, basically. Yes, and they keep exactly. basically needing each other to get further along the line. And Dell's mm-hmm. sort of just, he, I don't even know what Dell's doing. Like, is he just going along until he just finds some place to lay? Like, 
it, did he have a destination in mind or you know what I mean? Like what was he doing on that? He was going to go on that plane, but where well, was he even go? better question. What the hell was he doing in downtown Manhattan? If he's a like out of work, uh, right. salesman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where's he to fly around is what I want to know. So yeah. it's very, it very confusing, but anyways, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the whole, the sort of plot of the thing, but it starts off, you know, he basically, yeah, he's just, this Dell guy keeps fucking him in certain ways. Stealing his cab, you know, yeah. Doing whatever, but yeah, I, I did love. They also had a random. You said random Kevin Bacon sighting. Yes, there was the random Ben Stein sighting in here as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, so is that Stein, before or after Ferris Bueller? It's after. Um, after Ferris Ben Bueller. Stein did a lot of the John Hughes movies. I think he must have been a personal friend or something. But um, yeah, so essentially, what happens is is that the travel, like it's it's holiday travel. So like all all of us have been through hellish holiday travel. It starts to screw up flight delays, diversions. And so what Steve Martin does in face of, of some of those challenges is he decides to go along with Dell on his like, you know, hey, if you if you pay the, pay the cab fare, I'll get the room or whatever. Because uh, he was afraid of, of being stuck in the, ho- in the airport for the night. And so they take this most incredible cab ride in Doobie's Taxiola, which was, yeah, I wrote that Doobie. down because I love that name. And yeah. it was a great scene because he's like, where, you know, where, where are we? Where are we going? And he goes, you know, oh, well, you guys said you weren't, haven't been around here before, so I figured you'd want to see it. <laughs> he's driving randomly around town. And, and Dell's like, don't worry about it. This guy's just proud of his town. He wants to show it off. Because <laughs> Dell thinks the best of everybody, and he think, and even uh, thinks the best of, of of Neil, even till a point where Neil like basically punches him in the face emotionally. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah. So I guess that leads me to that kid. So not that this doesn't have to do anything with trust, but I just made me think like how. Did they leave the door? So they, at one point, they take they get in the hotel room in Wichita. Yes, and they have to the share the hotel room. room. It's got one bed. <laughs> one bed. So yeah. they walk in. They're like looking at it. They both are thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> okay, how's this gonna work? Because there's no couch or anything. <laughs> and uh, and you know, uh, you know, there's they, they 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 the guy that makes a want to want to take a shower joke, and they they yes. misconstrue it like like with each other. That's the first sort of semi-gay joke they had in there. And then right. later <laughs> later on, uh, okay, well, first off, before we get to the awesome part, uh, you know, all the things that <laughs> Del, all the things that fucking Dell is doing to annoy him. Yeah. So right. he starts by like reading, he, he reading by lighter. Like right. they're in the bed, like right next to each other. Like Steve Martin's yeah. trying to sleep. And then he's cracking all his limbs, like crack, 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 crack. And then he's no, and then he's scratching. It's really loud too. He's scratching a bunch. Then he clears his throat, and the <laughs> this is fucking sent me over the edge too, because yeah. he clears his throat and he's like, <clears throat> and then he waits, and then he goes <clears throat> like that, and Steve Martin fucking flips out.
Because part of him is like, is he fucking with me? Like, what is he doing? Like, and he just goes off on the guy. It's the greatest. Oh, my God. Well, it was so I, goddamn funny. You and I actually have a unique uh, shared experience. Uh, we've, we've been on business trips together uh, to, like, summits that involve, like, sharing rooms with coworkers. <laughs> and, like, I, I did it on the campaign in 2016. Uh, I remember I was in, like... I think it was in Iowa, and I remember there was a kid they paired me up with in the hotel room, and this fucking guy, like, he would clear the sinuses, and it sounded like a, like a seal dying, like, every 20 seconds. It was like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was brutal. Have, uh, I, there, there was some other, I do love some of the other ones where, yes, we've had certain roommates where you'd come out and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's good stuff. A, we, I remember, like, one of my favorites was, I remember we had a colleague, uh, and I won't mention his name, extremely nice guy, but he was Extremely, Mormon. extremely. Extremely the nice guy. Greatest and guy. Remember, and we were splitting a room at a conference in Atlanta, and I remember, you know, like, I like to sometimes get up in the morning and put on ESPN and just sort Little of, like, sports interaction, on. yeah. Right, exactly. And, like, I come out of the shower, he had turned it off, and it was Bible time. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess, <laughs> no TV, that. bitch. No TV. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> you could have said your ESPN was your religion. Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you but know, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's, you know, different strokes for different folks, but I... The Dell, the Dell and Neil hotel room bit was hilarious because I have stayed in hotels that shitty, you know, like oh, yeah. industrial, oh, yeah. industrial looking, like you just know that but like a black, a, a black light would not be a good idea to see what's on the feds. The mattresses that had the, the shaker thing with the quarters. Like yes. The quarter yes. That, this one had that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I used to think it was cool though when I when I saw. It, I was like, oh, "This is cool, uh, dude." When I first saw, I don't even, I don't know what it was, but whatever first video I ever saw of someone who took a black light into one of those rooms, yeah, I was like, "Well, uh. two two things." I was like, "Well, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it." Like right. if I, unless I bring my own shit with me, which I've done once or twice, but right. you know, you can't do that on a plane. But I mean, like if I, if, if, if I'm not, there's nothing you can do about it. And so mm-hmm. it sucks. Cause when you get in the bed, you're going, I'm just taking it right now. I'm <laughs> just yeah. taking whatever's on this sheet right now. I'm taking it. <laughs> can't yeah. do anything about it. It's going to open my mouth. It's just going to happen. Like, fuck it. Uh, whatever. So yeah, that was yeah. really bad. So that's a shitty hotel room. But the, you know, they had the famous line. Well, first off. Right. Oh, this is a question for you, Ollie. <clears throat> yes. In your mind, two things. Do would you ever sleep light enough mm. that a kid could fucking fucking screwdriver open your door to your hotel room, absolute ninja his way in, steal the money out of your wallet, and leave without you ever waking up? Yes, and I have a story to prove it. So, oh my god. Kid, when I was a kid, uh, we moved into a house in uh, Del Mar Heights, which was is outside of San Diego. And my parents got this house and they put a security system in it. And this was like mid 80s, right? So like, you know, rules about like how young you leave your kids were a little bit more loose. Like I must have been eight or nine and, and was a sure. home alone. And I was in the top floor bedroom, front bedroom, fast asleep with the alarm set. And either my parents or my sister or my brother got home and set off the alarm, but didn't have a key. So I like literally this alarm was going off and waking up the entire neighborhood. It must've been midnight. 
And I woke up to a fireman's flashlight, like shaking his flashlight <laughs> in my eyes. Wow. He, he had climbed up on the roof, gotten to the window where he could see me and was flashing the light and twisting it to try to, like, you know, like just basically yeah. like, uh, flash signaling my eyes. And then I finally woke up. So I've slept through. Jesus. So, um, I'm a very sound sleeper. <clears throat> All right. I do think it's possible. It well, I've got a second part of the question then. Yeah. Second part. Have you ever been so tired that you'd accidentally snuggle somebody like they were doing without knowing? No. I mean, but, that, I, have, but I have accidentally, like, you know, like slipped, you know, slept in someone's shoulder on a plane. Well, like if you fall right. asleep on a plane seat and like accidentally. Right, 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 right. But Go no, have I, have I ever accidentally spooned somebody? No, I've never. I mean, I mean he, he was like basically on top of him. Hand, yes. man, the hands were on each other's hands and then he was yes. like kissing his ear and shit like that. Like, <laughs> I don't care how tired I am. There's no fucking way I'm that tired that I would be anybody, even if, even if it doesn't matter who it was, a dog, a female, the yeah. male doesn't matter. I just, I would know what I was doing at that point. So I was like, what, right. what, what if I, but anyone has seen the movie, they end up in the, <clears throat> they end up snuggling in yeah. the course of the evening, getting yeah. a kid, a kid, uh, basically, a kid Rob breaks him. into their room, robs <laughs> robs them yeah. of all their money in their wallets, and leaves without them even waking up. Uh, yeah, that kid, and... by the way, had the most eighties like ball. Oh cap yeah, because it was like it a was... ball cap that had the like the mullet to it. Like it was a hat, <laughs> a mullet. Yeah, it was the worst. And then yeah. it's the famous line of, uh, you know, "Where's your other hand?" Yes. So the exchange is like they wake up. Steve Martin's like basically been encased in John Candy, and they're like, you know, fondling <laughs> each other. And like you know, they kiss each other. Like like he kisses his ear. And he goes, he goes. You know, uh, why 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 are you holding my hand? And he goes, where where's your other hand? And he goes between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. Yeah. And, they, and, they, <laughs> and then they jump up and dance the gaitas away. Yeah. <laughs> Just but, like the fuck out of Jesus. Exactly. So then, that was the other woke part. Is like they dance the gaitas away right. and they make man noises. Talk about the fucking bears game. Or some exactly. shit. Like, that's a Bears game, Ollie. <laughs> like, yeah. they, like flex and chill. <laughs> that the Bears, the Bears game bit was my favorite part. Oh was, like, my yeah, it was God. trying to like, basically shake it off and make it very heterosexual. <laughs> right. hey, Pillows. Those aren't pillows. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game. Hell of a game. Bears got a great team this year. They're gonna go all the way. Oh, yeah. oh, so stupid. <laughs> now I'm trying. I tried to. Now listen. I tried to imagine if it had been me in that situation. Yeah. Like what I would have done. <laughs> like what I would have done. And I think mm -hmm. 2020 Nathan. I mean, it depend on who it was, I guess. But I mean, because I would know if it was certain people that they were obviously didn't. They didn't mean yes. to be kick kissing my neck and stuff. Uh, but if I. <laughs> woke up i think i'd be more like 
What in the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Versus dancing the gayness away like they were doing. I mean, like, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why? Where? Are I? Like, or what am I doing? <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on? But yeah, I thought that part was awesome. Uh, it was just a, definitely an '80s sort of thing. But it was, yes. um, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. But again, the only the the main unbelievable part, even more so unbelievable that they. They fell asleep in each other's arms. Was how did that kid get in, get in there and steal their yeah. fucking money? That's all I could right. think about. I was like, how did he do that? I love too. Like, like his his lock pick was a fucking switchblade, which was just really <laughs> yeah. Was Everything really was a, you could use those things for anything in the eighties, bro. Yeah, I wanted one so bad. I mean, they oh. I have to say, like John Hughes really is like the master of depicting what the eighties was like. But even like the diners they went to and the the meals they ordered. And the, like, you could smell, like, I've been on, like, my family, my mom, uh, God love her, she, she took us on these big, massive, like, Griswold-style vacations every summer. We would get in the station wagon, and we'd go to, like, multiple states. We went up to, we came up, you know, from San Diego, we came up to Vancouver, we went and saw my grandmother, we would go to Oregon Coast and go crab fishing, we would drive over to Yellowstone and do all of this stuff. Yeah. And like so, we spent a lot of time in those like greasy spoon diner side, you know, street places. And so, this movie, like from my perspective, that was one of my favorite parts of it. Is like how like nostalgic it is for that period. And they nobody, were smoking in the mo- smoking in the diners. Yeah, they were smoking everywhere. Remember, they were smoking on the bus. They were smoking on the plane. They were smoking everywhere. Jeez, uh, John Candy was smoking in the car. There was a big scene at the end of that. You know. <laughs> So it's it, it it did a really good job of depicting what that kind of like exhausting travel is like, and then like you know Neil Page says I've been wearing the same underwear since Tuesday, like I <laughs> I did a, I mean you know I I did a ton of travel in the campaigns and I did some official stuff and I remember my single worst travel day I can describe it like longest travel day I was going to Addis Ababa Ethiopia and I came oh to yeah I've been there a couple times. Yeah, of course. You go. You went there a couple times, but then the shit yeah. happened, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but I remember I went to the office in the in Seattle in the morning, and I worked a full day. And then that night, I had a red eye flight that would get me to DC. So a red eye flight, by the way, like brutal. Never sleep on those fucking things. Crazy. And so I get to DC in the morning, wake up, join my team there, get on a thirteen-hour flight from Dulles to Addis Ababa, Air mm. Ethiopia. And Air Ethiopia is hilarious because. Like it's a new plane, but the service, like literally, like when they pick up the garbage from the your service, is they drag a garbage bag up the aisle and you just throw the shit in the garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, when they, and when they bring you the meal option, they don't actually ask you what you want. They just like stick their hand into a bag of sandwiches and hand you one, and it could oh. be tomato, it could be turkey, it could be oh fish. shit, uh, oh shit, so oh my yes. god, wow, that's awesome, wow. But we got, I remember we oh. got to Addis Ababa at like six thirty in the morning local time. So imagine you just traveled like all that distance. And you get there, and by the way, you—it's day one of your trip, and you have to go into meetings. So then I was awake all day in meetings, Mm. and then that night in more meetings. And like, I I have never—I don't—I think that was easily the most tired I've ever been in my life. Like, I—I couldn't do it. Yeah, it it almost—I mean, it it was rough. I mean, I'm—I, you know, I was younger at the time, and I couldn't handle it. But I, like, and I think this movie kind of depicted some of that—that just sheer exhaustion of. Yeah, they, they, they. They're all constantly on the fucking move if they're not trying, yeah. they, or they're like waiting in the cold, or they're doing some other yeah. thing. Now you had said something about wearing your underwear. I did yeah. notice that Neil 
there's a scene in the again in the in that room where <clears throat> he yeah. washes hands and like so Dell washes his socks in the fucking in the sink and so Neil goes in there to wash his hands and somehow doesn't know Neil does a lot of not noticing stuff until it's already been yeah. done. It's, right. There's a lot of like he goes and sticks his hand in the in the water. By the way, he doesn't yeah. he sticks it in the sock water somehow and doesn't right. and then he dries his face with Dell's underwear. Like how do you not know? Like how do you not know? Anyways, so there's, well, there's a lot of not noticing. Things. Especially if you're sharing a room with some weirdo that you just met. Like I would right. be hyper aware of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, um, like what, what is that or whatever? Exactly. Like what, yeah, yeah. And like, I also like I don't know. I'm I'm kind of weird about going to the bathroom around people I don't know. Like especially if I'm going to take a dump, I'm like I'm going to go use the washroom <laughs> in the lobby. I'm going to go to the lobby. You know, because that's that's kind of one of those moments where I'm talking uh, to God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, ladies, form an orderly queue. Form an orderly So I like I also like the part in the uh, in the in the bus where they're they're on the oh, bus yeah. at that one point. Which by, the, which by the way, uh, I mean I've never been on a bus ride. You know, you know, for school we'd have sometimes have to travel like four hours to go play some uh, mm-hmm. place in the farther far reaches of washington but yeah. i mean an act i mean i've never been on one longer than that and i could not imagine having like you know kids running up and down the thing people smoking on that bus again yeah. people making out next to them but they were just watching yeah. them take a take a picture it'll last longer the kid yeah. says to him like oh that's the first time <laughs> they've ever been said that they ever said that uh, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah so <clears throat> i would definitely would have punched myself i would i would have punched myself as soon as they started singing listen I know there wasn't cell phones or entertainment right. back then, but yeah, if they were singing on that bus, I would, I, I would want to kill myself. It would be fucking oh, really God. bad. It, it was so annoying. I mean, like, listen, Ollie, would you have sang along with them? Well, I would not have sang along with them, but I have, and I would. That's another reason why I think this movie resonated with me so much because I've done that kind of travel. I've done. I remember oh. when I was going to school on Vancouver Island. My dad would sometimes save money on the flight, and if you got a flight from San Diego to Victoria, it was like three fifty. But if you got a flight from San Diego to Seattle, it was three hundred. So therefore, <laughs> that fifty bucks became like you know my time. Oh. So I would get a bu- I would get a bus from Seattle to Vancouver, and then from Vancouver to Victoria, and. The big mistake I made there is that like, when you go to the Seattle airport and they have two buses that say Vancouver, one of them says Express and one of them is Greyhound. Oh. Believe it or not, the Express is the wrong choice because the Express oh, no. stops like 45 times and the Greyhound stops like three times. Like In between, though, it's really fast. In between yeah. those 45 stops, really, really fast. Yeah. So that makes up for it. Bus okay. travel is the worst. Now, oh. my, my uncle in London says that he does buses up to Scotland all the time, and they have, like, sleeper buses that, like, you pay a pound and you get on it at night, and it, you wake up in Scotland. And it's got, like, a little cabin on it with, like, a, a bed. But um, other than that... I don't know, man. Yeah, it's not, it's not great travel. I think they did a good job of depicting it, though. And I know I would not sing on the bus, but I will say, you know, in high school, we definitely had trips that involved some singing on the bus. Yeah, but we were singing like "Living on a Prayer" and shit like that. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Flintstones, exactly. Flintstones. But uh, right. I didn't know all. I didn't know all the words of that song though. So song. one of the scenes in this movie that is literally hands down like my favorite scene, and especially when it comes to customer service. Anytime, like when I was working customer service jobs, and if I was training somebody or talking to somebody about uh, it, I would show them this scene. I would say, like, first of all, you have to have like you know 
uh, you have to have ears that can handle some swearing. But there's the bit where Neil Page is at the airport and they, he's going to get a rental car and they drive him out there and the rental car is gone and they leave him there. So he has to hike. Again, pre-cell phone. Yes. Yes. Pre-cell phone, pre uh -huh. all that stuff. So he has to hike all the way back to the terminal to talk to the woman about his car. And he gets to the line. And the woman, of course, is yakking about Thanksgiving and talking about Aunt May's, like, you know, uh, ambrosia salad. Ambrosia. More marshmallows yeah. than that. Ambrosia salad. <laughs> yeah. And he goes up. He goes up to her and he goes, you know what I could, what would make me happy? You wipe that fucking smile off your fucking face and give me a fucking car. Yes, fucking yes, yes. Fucking oh my God. That whole. <clears throat> so I've only seen, again, I've, I think I've only seen this movie a couple times. And I, I think they were, I think mostly when I was younger, when I was a kid yeah. and I, and the one one of the one scenes I vividly remember seeing, I think even in the theater, was when he slid slides down in the snow yeah. as he's walking back to the... And I remember thinking how miserable I'd feel if that was me. And I remember right. thinking, like... And, and to this day, when I watched it again, I was like... I remember thinking how utterly fucking pissed off yeah. I would be at that whole right. situation that they put me in. There's, a, you know... Right. Uh, so, so a <clears throat> couple things, actually, about this, because I wrote something down about this. Uh, I think I read earlier that th that scene is what yeah. gave this an R rating. Yeah, I think so. Probably there was could yeah. have been PG thirteen or PG up until yeah. then, and I read right. somewhere I th I don't know if it's Ebert's review, but that yeah, yeah, one yeah. scene basically gave it the R rating. And yeah. how great is that? There's a yeah. moment where he just fucking breaks yeah. for everybody. And it yeah. involves him dropping F-bomb after F-bomb at this lady yeah. who may or may not deserve it. But it was that I think that's an awesome sort of moment that, you know, the, that what gave him the R rating first off. And that's just what his breaking point was as well. Well, and it's and it's not it's not dissimilar from reality because like this is OK. So another thing about I think another reason why this movie is such a resident Thanksgiving movie is that everybody schleps their ass down to the airport to fly somewhere for Thanksgiving. They have to fly across country to see family. Sometimes they dread it. Sometimes they don't. But everybody has been through that airport experience where every single customer service person treats you like dog shit, doesn't care, gives you the bullshit airline answer. And you know what I'm talking about. Like, I remember, like, I've been uh, at airports and, like, you're at the gate and the plane is late by 45 yeah. minutes yeah. and the screen yeah. says on time. And just mm -hmm. out of principle, that pisses me off. Like, when I see the screen <laughs> say on time and literally we're an hour past the takeoff time. Uh, and, I ask them, and the woman, like, they're so trained to just be, like, vacant when it comes to answers. And they're like, we'll be on time, sir. I'm like, do we have a time machine? And they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like... That that scene with with uh, oh, losing his shit at the rental car yeah. company was so perfect, and I love the end of it where like you know he's he's just gone on this like rant, and she goes, "Can I see your contract?" And she <laughs> goes, "I threw it away," and she goes, oh, "You're fucked." <laughs> Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. 
I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Boy, what? You're <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because at that point, I mean, she yeah. knew she had him. Yeah, if he yeah. didn't have the contract first off. But I think it's also so Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know. I, I was a big Seinfeld. I'm still a big Seinfeld watcher. Yeah. He had a similar situation in one of his episodes where he goes and, you know, goes to res- get a car. He reserves a car yeah. and he goes to pick it up and they don't have it. It's not right. there. And he's still in the, he's not actually, he didn't ever, he never makes it out to the parking lot. He's still at the thing. She's like, oh, we don't have. Yeah. And, uh, and he has a line in there, a joke in there where he says, the, the taking of the reservation is the easy part. Right. But the, the, the fucked up part is that the most important part is the holding of the reservation, which <laughs> you failed at essentially. You took it. Anyone could just take them. Here, here, I'll take this one, take this one. But the holding is the important part. And I've never, and that's all I could think about in this. I was like, Jesus Christ, how fucking pissed off. You are gener- basically home free at this point if you can just get a car. You are home fucking free after this nightmare. And by the way, you're by yourself, you're not with Dell anymore. Yes. You're you're home free, and he gets right. out there, and they fucking and he, they leave him. He runs after the bus. It takes off. And, oh, yeah. I've been so fucking fired it's up. It's oh, I'm so it's mad right now. Thinking about it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so mad. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. like it's, uh, it's like travel stress. There is there are a few things as uh, as infuriating as travel stress because oh you're just God. you're especially like I remember like post nine eleven it got really bad because everyone had to carry like all these pieces of identification and like mm-hmm. like verifying forms and I remember they were doing like triple security checks and you had it. I mean, remember we lot we watched Commando recently and one of the fa- like my the favorite kind of comic parts of that is that like the henchmen and Arnold like walking right through security to go to the gate. <laughs> right. just, like, you know, like, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, similar to Running Man as well. In Running right. Man, when he's walking through with the lady, he's got her by the back of the neck, walking through security like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Squeezing her head off. Like, no, nothing to see here, everyone. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I love that shit. That's a, yeah. Oh, no, different world. Simpler time, Molly. You know? Right. Simpler, so, is there anything time. else that you that you loved or didn't love about this movie? I mean, I think we covered a lot of it. I think we covered enough. I, uh, yeah, like uh, I, I thought. It was, yeah, I thought it was great. I, uh, you know, I, if, and no one has. If someone hasn't seen it and listened to this podcast, well, what the fuck's wrong with you? We just spoiled it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I think the it was great. And then you know they wrap it up at the end where, you know, this whole time Dell's been sort of you know. I'm not, he's not being cagey about his, you know, his. He talks yeah. about his wife a lot, and sure. you know, talks about his job and everything. But you know, you don't really get too much into it. Neil, I don't think, really cares to get too much into it too much. Right. Um, at the end, you know, Neil comes to f- put it together and finds out that Dell's, like I said earlier, homeless. Wife died like eight years before, and Neil has. They both gotten to their destination, which is the same place like in Chicago or whatever that Neil's yeah. home was at. Neil leaves to go home, 
figures this out, comes back, finds Dell still sitting there, invites him to his house to have some Thanksgiving. Everyone welcomes right. him and hopefully it's gets him a sales job afterwards. Like exactly. it all wraps up a nice bow. I thought that was great. I thought that was great because it was really interesting that it took until literally the last three minutes of the movie yeah. before he turns around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. three minutes left in the movie. That's a pretty clinic fucking close right there. He was an right. asshole until that point. But yeah. So yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? What'd I you mean, think? My girlfriend like commented that like, oh, this is kind of cheesy, but like that's John Hughes, right? Like, and it's also all 80s stuff. It's like, it ties it up yeah. with a little bit of an emotional end. Like, oh, yeah. isn't that sweet? Like, he walks into the perfect house with the perfect parents and the perfect mm-hmm. kids and the perfect mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, you know, it it very much resonated as in line with all of the great 80s. I don't, would you yeah. call this a comedy? This is a comedy, of course, but like, it's actually oh, yeah. this comedy slash drama. But like, yeah. you know, yeah. Ferris Bueller is a comedy. Yeah. Is Breakfast Club a comedy or is it a drama? I think Breakfast Club is kind of borderline too. Yeah, I would say this is definitely a comedy, comedy. just because of Dell's character mainly, and all the yes. bad. You know, it's it's a it's it's a it's a you know it's a how can we fuck? It's a straight man. You know, Steve Martin's yeah. a straight man, and he's getting fucked right. with by everybody. So no, it's totally a comedy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, is this your favorite John Hughes movie, or would you put like? Oh, uh, dude, there was, I didn't realize there was a, that giant a list on there. Um, well, I mean, I mean Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is pretty. Yeah. Oh, I like it better than Ferris. I like this. I like yeah. Ferris Bueller better than this. I mean, sorry. Um, yeah. Not. I mean, only, not for any. Let me look at. I'm looking at this right. I used to fucking love when I was a kid. Uncle Buck. I love that movie. But you know, really? if I, I don't think it would hold up. No, I don't think it would hold up now. You know, I was yeah. a kid when I watched it. But uh, sure. um, Ferris Bueller. No, I got it right here. Favorite movie of all of his? No problem. If it's not, if it's not National Lampoon, if it's not uh, like you know vacation, vacation stuff, it's fucking weird science, man. We watched that movie yeah. over and over and over again with Chet. It fucking has Bill yeah. Paxton in it. Yeah, it's Chet. Pa- it turns into a big pile of shit. Yeah, uh, hot, hot fucking uh, the hot the hot lady. Oh man, she yeah, was so yeah. hot, and she was married to Steven Seagal of all people for yeah. for a while there. But oh man, yeah, that was a yeah. I love that movie, man. We we all love that movie. So yeah. um, I would say that was my favorite one. Um, this is this is good, but I I would say now that I'm looking at his list again, yeah. I mean you know, fucking vacation is on there, man. Vacation's uh, amazing. Christmas, I love Christmas vacation. vacation's on there. So you know, it's it's probably top. Too. It's probably top five though of his. Yeah. Five, five, six, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think it's pretty, and like, I, it is definitely rewatchable. I've seen this movie at least fifteen to twenty times, at least. Because wow, again, yeah. it's, a, it's a tradition. It's one of my my mom's favorite movies, so mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's definitely something we watch. And did you uh, watch in the theater? Moment. No, I don't think so. It's definitely mm-hmm. been a cable, cable slash video rental um, piece. So that, I would say definitely video rental was probably the first time I watched it, maybe in high school. But, um, now do you think, like, do you think the movie holds up? I mean, it doesn't have cell phones because like this movie wouldn't work with my No, it's, it's, it's one of those movies that wouldn't work. No. Because cell, cell phones phone. like solve all that, right? Like, Oh, I'm right. stuck. I'll just hit the Uber. Right. Like it's, he would have had to have had his battery run out when he got to the parking lot. Or yeah. slid onto his phone and broke it, right? Or some along some along those lines, and not run into anyone on the way with the cell phone to call him. Cell Uber. phone would cell phone would have changed this completely because you think about it, like <laughs> he wouldn't have rushed downtown or down to the airport for that flight because he would have known the status. He would have right. 
yeah. he would have potentially been rebooked automatically by some algorithm <laughs> that like, <laughs> right, identified right. where he should go. <clears throat> right, he's a business guy, a big business. He probably would have had a lot yeah. of money behind him. He could be, yeah, he definitely right. could have he figured probably it would out. Have had, he probably would have had, you know, his first class airline ticket saved to his, like, his screenshots on his phone. Mm, he, yep, yeah. uh -huh. You know, like... All, all sorts of things would have been solved with cell phones. Mm -hmm. Like obviously that would suck the fun out of this movie, but um, <laughs> they could they could do a modern version of it that like you know took all those factors into account and like laid. I mean, I guess to some degree, like The Hangover is kind of a modern version of this, and that it's just like you know people going out for a party and like having an absolute disaster that turns into like a weekend uh, yeah. chaos. I mean, if, as long well, you know, there's there's a bit other like sort of. Ro there's a movie, road trip there's been other travel related movies um yeah. i think that i this could be something they could definitely do again just because plane trains and automobiles is something they could just they could replicate these it would be yeah. sillier and all slapsticky i bet if they did something right. like this so i i wish they they wouldn't do it because i you right. know i don't also think there needs to be there's nothing that needs to be updated right like the special yes. effects don't need to be updated you know so no. no i think this is one of those ones they could leave alone and uh you know people can just watch it in perpetuity well i also don't know who you could get to like a modern the rock. actor that could that could well not the rock i actually don't think oh. the rock would work in this one but I was oh, okay, say okay. I, I don't you know i was actually not thinking i was thinking about this the other day we should have renamed our podcast like the rock makes this better should have been the yeah, right yeah yeah that's a little with a rebrand here a little bit rebrand it yeah yeah the rock the rock or bill paxton may would make this better yeah yeah so who who like who could play the john candy role the Del horatio Kid? sands I, horatio sands okay yeah. i was thinking mm -hmm. maybe jack black oh yeah oh yeah jack black would yeah, yeah or yeah. Or the guy, have you seen that show on HBO called Righteous Gemstones? And if you haven't, you must watch I've, it. I think I've heard of it, but no, I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's got the guy, he was also in that baseball series. Uh, oh, uh, with uh, East Bound and Down? Yes, that same guy. Uh, <laughs> Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Oh, Danny McBride. <laughs> yeah. He played Del Griffin pretty well. Because he can play pretty annoying, and then yeah. you know, he could probably try to put on his, yeah, he could turn the, yeah. the drama on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they could, um, they could definitely do it. They, they could definitely right. do it. There's no shortage of dumpy-looking dudes that can act, you know, sad, mm -hmm. right? So. so do you have a um, Bill Paxton Award winner? Because I have mine. <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. I actually had, again, I had two. I had one that was the unconventional one. I had one that was the unconventional one. one. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. You know, so if I'm correct, the, the Bill Paxton Award is supposed to go to the scene stealer of the movie, essentially. And in this movie, there there you know there wasn't that many returning characters to certain scenes that could steal any they were all like okay. different people they were met the whole time you know there was like you could say oh maybe it's the gus guy who spit the yeah. chew and picked him up and put him in the back and told his wife to go get their shit in even though she was pregnant because she was tough because right. her last kid came out sideways i mean you could say that guy i you know i don't know i actually at first I was going to give it to his wife, actually. Which, and it's sorry, a, which it's guy a, are we talking about? Which guy? I was going to give it. To, I was going to give it to not Gus's wife, but to Steve Martin's wife. Okay. Uh, okay. And it's and mainly because of how. <clears throat> so she doesn't see him the entire movie mm -hmm. until the very end. Yeah, and she's just a concerned with, wife at home on the cell. Right, phone. which means yeah. unless they did something weird. They yeah. probably didn't know each other all that well in real life. 
Sure. They probably did. Sure. Uh, right. And I and I thought that her acting at the very end, when she has to act all emotional upon his return, when basically they've had zero scenes the whole movie, was pretty pretty good. I mean, it was she sold it pretty well, and her whole I, I I thought that she stole that sort of and it was sort of unconventional, but I just recognized it because I thought to myself, they don't have any scenes in the whole goddamn movie, and then at right. the end, I I really believed that she was you know, relieved and happy to see this guy that she had zero time on the movie with so far. And I thought it was a really good job acting doing that. And I, but I didn't think of, I couldn't think of anyone like else wow. that really stood out. I mean, I really couldn't. I mean, the guy, I, yeah, the farmer guy was all right, but he's, I'm stealing okay. yours. Probably. Stop, That's stop. your guy, right? You're, you're <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all right, well, tell me your big idea. Tell me your big idea. We need to stop. You are not grasping what the Bill Paxton Award is all about. I am grasping. Okay, you yeah, have, are you Paxton. trying to tell me that 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 Neil Page's wife was yeah. a scene stealer? Yes. Okay. At the very end. At the very end. At the very end. At the very end. You are crazy. So the actual correct answer is <laughs> played by Dylan Baker, who was the ride that they got from the motel to the train station. Who showed up and he. That's the obvious choice. Oh, oh, you mean like when you say obvious, you mean the correct choice? No, because it's like it's like it's like the one that's all... the, the... no, he's all he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> I mean, he, he his sure wife was better than he was. His wife was better well, he than he goes, was. He says he says you need the shower curtain fella. <laughs> You're the shower curtain. Well, I mean, I listen. I mean, he's all his right. Great, he's all his right. His description of his wife was the best, where she goes like, "Oh, she's strong. Her last baby came out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing." Yeah, yeah. I mean, my problem is, uh, for whatever reason, of all people, and this guy, that guy that plays him, I don't even know his name, but he's yeah, yeah. in other movies, a yes. lot of other movies, as a bit yeah. a bit character, a side character. Yes. But the, yeah. Dylan Baker, but yeah. this cat is in so many movies and he's got such a a, a unique look to him for whatever you know he's right. such a unique look that it as soon as I saw him it pulled me out because I was like ah, he does I don't believe him as a redneck and then he started his thing because I know a lot of rednecks I will say this you know one thing I did notice his costume his outfit yeah I was like fuck I bet you they that I feel like they pulled it right off of a farmer. Because it looks yeah. like really, it was all dirty and it looked authentic. Not like they dirtied it up in a pond. It looked like it had been used <laughs> like for a while. So I, all I could think of when I watched it, I was like, I wonder who they took that from. <laughs> well, this is also, I believe it was his first ever movie. So even though you say that like... That's what I'm saying. I've seen him since so many times that it pulled me out. I was like, I knew right, that guy. I, we're gonna, I'm going to send you an email sometime between next now and next podcast, or I'm going to clearly lay out what no, you want to look no. I'll keep doing it how I want to do it. No. I'll do how I want to do it. You do how you want to do it. Let's look at some of his movies. Okay. I'll do what I want to do. Okay, so he. I remember he was in uh, Disclosure, that movie about Seattle. What, and, what is that uh, movie? I didn't even hear of that movie. Disclosure had uh, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore and <sighs> had, like, oh, Seattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, in yeah. Homeland, it looks like. Homelander. Little Women. He was oh, in, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, Lolly, that's the one I'm fucking... That, one's on, that, was on, that was on heavy rotation here at, the, at my household. <laughs> he was Jesus. Too, the legend continues. As Freddie Shap. Who, who was yeah. that? He's probably some newsman at some other... 
he's Ollie. a bit art guy. I mean, he's I mean, he's obviously got a robust career, but he's okay. He's, and I and I've somehow of- seen him in a m- bunch of things. I don't know why. Yeah. Everything you're rolling down, I can see right now. Oh, uh, oh, he was uh, he was he was the lizard from Doctor in yeah. Spider Man Three. Okay. See, yeah, I know yeah. the one thing is a Spider-Man thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember. All right, so anyways, I stand by my... I mean, I... Listen, I understand that that guy w- was yours. I figured it would be. But you know why I figured it would be? You know why I figured it would be yours? Because there was literally no one else in the movie that stood out. Well, because the two main characters were so good. And they were there the whole time with each other, right? Everyone else was, was only in the movie for three seconds. They had like 95% of the dialogue, so I couldn't... Anyways... So it's either that guy. I was trying to be. Listen, you do you. You do you. Yeah, I'll. I'll All right. Do that. You do no, no. All right. All right. Look at stupid, stupid. Oh, look at this. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I saw. I yeah, saw that. Okay. So we've done all our main questions. We've done our Bill Paxton Award. Uh, we will. We will coach him up on. Coach Nathan up on that next time. No, no need. But here we go. Uh, here's the Rotten Tomatoes score: ninety-one percent with the critics and eighty-seven percent with the audience. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah. Well, that's funny you say that because I looked at uh, Roger Ebert's review of this, and uh, his it's his most of all the movies we've done. It's the most highly reviewed. Four stars. He gave it four, Ollie. So perfectly cast. He said, um, soundly constructed, and all else flows naturally. Steve Martin and John Candy don't play characters; they embody themselves. So he loved this movie. So yeah, it makes about sense. Makes sense. Everyone, everyone seemed to love this movie. Not surprised. So this movie cost fifteen million dollars to make and made forty-five million dollars. I'm actually surprised it cost as much as fifteen million dollars because it's really a pretty low-budget style film. There isn't any big sets. They just probably spent some time at airports and at shitty motels. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be the salaries then probably. for Steve Martin, yeah. probably mostly. Right. Yeah, well, John Candy was a John Candy was a pretty big deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, he did Spaceballs yeah. right around this time. I think Spaceballs yeah. is best. I love that movie. Spaceballs is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see uh, a biggest mind. Exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Let's see. So I don't think I think we've covered all the main questions. I think it's time for some trivia. Are you ready for some trivia? Yeah, a little trivia. Okay. So the marathon car rental scene, exactly one minute long from uh, the time Steve Martin starts his tirade to the time the attendant ends his scene, that's sixty seconds. The F word is used eighteen times. <laughs> and earlier, the film would have easily been rated PG or PG thirteen for the MPAA if it weren't for this one scene. So you're right. This one scene. Oh yeah. So there you go. Exactly. Man, it's like the podcast. Uh, I use the yeah. F word 18 times in a minute. Well, that's why I always have to sit, hit ex- explicit on our podcast when we post it. Joys of podcast. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck, 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 that's fuck. right. That's uh, right. <laughs> this is the best part of it. Yeah. Uh, the exterior of their aircraft in flight is a reuse of the 707 flying through the storm from the movie Airplane. So they remember the movie Airplane? <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Same footage from mm. the exterior of that uh, in this movie. So I thought that okay. was kind of fun. Uh, yeah. A lot of reusing uh, going on the last two podcasts with their rocks, the yeah. rock scene with their Blue Angels. Yeah. Right. Exactly. This one is interesting. The original cut of this movie was three hours and forty minutes long. What? Yeah. Jeez. 
That would have been too that long, been, bro. That would have been too long. Yeah. Well, I would have been bored. I, mean, I guess the what would be achieved by that is like the audience would be just as exhausted as the. As the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have uh, had, went to the hotel next door. Yeah, exactly. No, fuck uh, that. According, okay, so here's my, one of my favorite bits of trivia from this. So the owner of the former Braidwood Inn, remember the Braidwood Inn, which is the yeah, Inn, right. You know? So it's now called the Sun Motel. He was arrested in March of 2019 on charges of promoting prostitution on the premises. <laughs> oh, wow, hold on a second. Also been recently the site of two drug overdose-related deaths. <laughs> wow, hold on, hold on. I'm glad I'm sitting down because the room's fitting. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm so shocked by that. Well, geez, yeah, wow, that's okay. All right, it's like the the it's like that. You ever seen the pictures of that clown motel that Lau goes to? It was in Cheryl in like California. It's all scary clown motifs and fucking some weird shit. Like, all right, someone's definitely been killed there or will be soon. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it reminded me there was a motel in um, The Sopranos. It looked very much like the same motel in that, but it couldn't have been because I think it was in a different town. So Dylan Baker, who is the creator of the Owen character, he's the one that I think is the Bill Paxton award winner. <laughs> right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. Norb's facial tics and twisted expressions are all of his own making. Uh, Luli Newcomb, who played his silent wife, said it was extremely dif- difficult to keep a straight face while filming that scene with him. Well, the yeah. actor had, tr- had trouble keeping it straight going in that. Um, the final bit of trivia I have is that John Goodman was considered to play Dale Griffith. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no way he could have done what John Candy did. He couldn't have been as funny as... Uh, yeah. No, not, no, no. He, no. He has a different sort of... He is more of a you know, straight man funny. Like, he's, you know... He's very funny. I mean, he was hilarious in... Oh, he's really funny. In Arizona. He's very oh, yeah. funny. When you get a chance, I would highly recommend Righteous Gemstones. You would love that series. You would love that series. Is it as good as Game of Thrones seasons one through five? Or uh, different. It's a different mm-hmm. thing. Okay. So okay. You, can't, you can't really ask me that. It's kind of like there's is this as good as Rest Development. Or... Uh, I never got in there with Rest Development. So I <sighs> 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 okay. <All right. laughs> Moving on. All right, so finally, we're going to talk about the Best Picture nominees from the year 1987. Okay, I, I feel like I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get mad. I well, like. yeah, I agree with you here, because these movies are fucking garbage. So, with the exception of <laughs> the winner was pretty good, but... Eh. Okay, uh, start, start at the bottom and go to the winner last. The nominees were A Room with a View. What is that? Mission. I have no idea. The Mission. What's uh that? Ha- Hannah and Her Sisters. What is and, that? Uh, Children of a Lesser God. Okay, I remember that Marley Matler or some shit was in that movie. Okay. I didn't see it, but I didn't see it. Uh, and then Platoon. So Platoon was kind of good. Platoon was good. Kind of good, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's watchable. It's very dark. It's Oliver Stone. Uh, what one? Uh, Platoon. So Platoon. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh well. I mean, again, I've seen Platoon. I think one and a half times. I will say this: right. out of the ones that you have named. Yeah, that was the one I would have picked, mainly because yeah. I had seen the other ones or even heard right. of them. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that 
this movie is better than that movie. <laughs> I, mean, I would say this movie is better than the definitely better than the bottom four. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like we're gonna get lambasted for saying this movie is better than Platoon. Though, yeah. no, I'm, I'm gonna have to take that back. I, well, I, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's better than Platoon. I don't think it's that. But what I mean, the whole point of this, in my opinion, is that what we're visiting is the fact that these movies that are nominated for the Oscar I know. should I know. be the upper crust, right? Like they should. Be <sighs> But there is no fucking way that Children of a Lesser God, Hannah or Sisters, The Mission, and The Room with a View is as rewatchable as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I'm sorry. It's not even up for discussion. It's not even close. I mean, listen, I don't, I'm not in the cancel culture all that much, but right. I feel like I want to cancel all these award shows. I feel like I, feel like I want to look at – I don't and I do. I just, want, I just yeah. want to know whether their ratings are going down. Because yeah. I'm wondering if people are waking up to this bullshit and going like, "This is terrible." Like, yeah. Anyways, I know we yell at about. Well, I know I mean, we yell about it every time. But. Well, I mean, just as a thought here, I did this because I think this is actually another way to look at it. Is I just quickly looked up what were the top grossing movies of 1987. So, like the movies okay. that people went to see, and Beverly Hills Cop Two was number one. Fatal okay, Attraction. Funny movie. Never saw it. Yeah. Uh, I know what it's about, but I never saw it. Uh, Platoon, Three mm-hmm. Men and a Baby. I love that movie when it came out. Yes. Uh, the Untouchables. The fact mm-hmm. that Untouchables was not nominated for Best Picture is a, is a tragedy. Because that does. Oh, the Secret of My Success. I remember that movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, Stakeout with. Yeah, I remember that movie. Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah. And Predator. And Predator, yeah. Right? Robocop's on that movie. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> Is this all 1987? Holy shit, there were a lot of fucking movies that came out in 1987. Spaceballs. Spaceballs, yeah, yeah. Eddie Murphy Raw. Raw. Throw him off at the Running Man. Holy shit. Wow. might be like The Lost Boys. Look at that. The Lost Boys. Golden Child. Princess Bride. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. What is going on, bro? What happened in 1987? That's yeah. crazy. Okay, so I just, uh, by the way, I just yelled out seven hundred movies that I saw on this list. That I said, all of them are better than the other four that did not win that Oscar that year. Yes, exactly. What is happening? What is going on? Yeah. So fucking oh, irritated by this. On that list is Hannah and her sisters. Where is Hannah and her sisters? <laughs> right, right. Control F. I bet it's like I'm not even on it here. I bet I'm so fucking mad right now. Yeah. You're actually doing it. Okay, put it. Yeah, Hannah. Yeah. I mean, did it come out that did it's not even on there? No. So what were the other ones? Let's see if the other ones even. Okay, so children. So maybe, are... but maybe we need to be looking at 1990, like eight or 1988 oh, though, or something. 86, 86. If it's the right. year before or whatever, maybe yeah. Because remember, we fucked that up, but yeah, it's fine. But yeah. we decided we didn't want to retcon it. Either way. Yes. I bet you if you look at 1996 or whatever, every movie was going to be better than Hannah and her sister. So but the point still stands. But yeah. So again, the Academy, you know the Academy, Ollie. You know you know the Academy. They're full of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. So we did a good job on this one. Happy. Yeah, we did all right. So I, I, I'm thankful uh, for a lot of things. Everything's going good. We're all surviving the pandemic together. We're going to have a new president in January. It's going to be great. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I'm thankful uh, for. Uh, I'm thankful for that. I don't have to cook for this Thanksgiving, even though we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We uh, we bought a yeah. Safeway package thing. We're gonna go eat some 
by the Safeway stuff and heat it up. You know what I mean? Well, Emily's got a whole big Thanksgiving plan that she does. Ooh. So she's got that all set. We're, we're going to be a little bit, we were supposed to have one family member, but she's not going to be there, but we'll probably just have a nice quiet evening at home. And I'm taking tomorrow and Wednesday off. So you mother. Oh, lucky. Damn. Yeah. Lucky dog. All right. Well, well that's good. Is that I, I have some stuff I have to do still do tonight, which sucks, but I will get yeah. it. Done. But, uh, Anyway, so let's talk about what we're going to do next. So we still haven't heard back from our friend, Mr. Wackrow. I'm going to give him one more chance and then probably call it because he's like drops off the face of the earth. And to his defense, he's on CNN a lot. So maybe he'll- <laughs> he's got other shit to do, bro. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Our podcast isn't high on the priority, but you saw his email. He did reply. And say he yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, and, if, and if he ever wants to do it, I'm, I'm willing to ask him all the dumbest questions in the world. I've got lots of dumb questions. Yeah. So we're past the election. We're past Thanksgiving. I have, we've talked about this a couple of times. I think it's time to open the Quentin Tarantino box. And yeah. this is we could invite your brother back on if you wanted to, because I'm sure your brother. Yeah, your yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's give it a think of, of if we want to do I mean, I, listen, I can do Quentin Tarantino by myself. Uh, yeah. But, and I'm sure you, you could as well. So, uh, yeah. you know, my brothers are, are, are Tarantino fans, but not as big as me. So. Um, but so but we can we can one, think about it. Which one would stand out to you? I mean, Pulp Fiction is kind of like that's. I mean, Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie of all time, pretty much. So yeah. so, <laughs> so we could do that one. I'm totally down. I'm totally down with that one. I mean, that's it's uh, it's the movie that it's one of the only movies that I've ever went into the theater blind, like didn't know anything yeah. about it. I was talked into going to watch it. I went and watched it on a whim and I walked out and my mind was fucking blown. I'd never yeah. heard that sort of dialogue before. Never seen that. I, it was just awesome. But um, also, I do Pulp Fiction. Crafted that way. I would do Pulp Fiction too. My only, like, I'm just thinking about like of all of the Tarantino movies, I think Pulp Fiction's up there as far as my favorite. Reservoir Dogs is good, obviously. That's uh, awesome. It's awesome. I really like Inglorious Bastards. That movie's fucking awesome too. Yeah, that movie's amazing. Uh, I, would, I would do that. I would do that as well. I mean, that one. <laughs> that one. I do that one. Yeah, I do that one. You think that's safe, Ollie? Is it safe to do that one? I love the. I love Kill Bill One. Uh, <laughs> Kill Bill Two, I like. Too, I, I like Kill Bill One better. Um, yeah, All right. okay. we'll talk about it during the week, but we'll we'll think. Yeah. We'll, listeners, we're leaning towards next time sure. having a tar- something from Tarantino. And then, and then, just as a sort of back burner option for potentially after that, we could talk to Lau about uh, coming back for Gladiator because I know he had <laughs> right Gladiator, back. right, right. Yeah, strength and honor. Ready? Strength yeah. and honor. That's right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Well, good deal should be our plan all right well listen nathan with that i wish you and yours a happy thanksgiving and yet i still will see you in hell yes i wish you and yours a happy thanksgiving and i i, I as well more than likely see you in hell all right now. <laughs>